You lie here and speak not. Yet you tell us everything. Without words, without voice, we know all we need to know. You knew this might be the place you'd come to rest. You served and gave all for a family that would never forget. And a country that sometimes might. But we do not forget. We see the crosses and know there are empty places and tears of loved ones behind each. We honor the lasting sacrifice that spans past and future. Enjoy a freedom that came at a costly price that you paid. We remember, and we will tell the ones that follow what you told us. Sunday friends and welcome back. I want to remind you really quickly that I actually have two podcast episodes. One that comes out on Sunday, the one that you're listening to right now. This one covers politics and the current events happening in our world today. And then we have one on Thursday which is called Theological Thursdays which I started two weeks ago. We officially have two podcast episodes out on that one. Super excited about it and that one goes over biblical topics, going in-depth with you guys, giving you a refresher for the week. I know I always need one. I don't know about you guys, but I am constantly having to remind myself that God is in control even when it feels like nothing else is in control. With that said, I want to begin by extending a belated Memorial Day to you guys. I did not put out an episode last week because I know that I wanted to be with my family. I know that you probably want to be with your family. Just kind of give a time to relax. I'm probably going to start doing that anytime a holiday comes up. I'm probably going to skip that week just so I can be with my family. You can be with your family. Um, Just have a break. I honestly think it's a good idea because this is not my job and it is something that I'm doing for you guys and for myself to continue to stay informed on what is happening in our current events. It's kind of a two-way um, process where I'm getting something from it. I hope you're getting something from it. So I think that because I'm not tied to it as a job like some people do, um, I can take off and we can have some time just to relax. Even though I think it's very important to stay in the know of what is happening in our culture, I also think it is a good idea to take the time, have some peace, get back in my Bible, different things like that, and I encourage you to do that as well sometimes just to relieve stress and not overdo things. Again, happy Memorial Day. I am so grateful for those families who have given up a loved one 
um, who decided to serve our country and gave the ultimate price so that we could have the freedoms that we have today. And we're going to actually be talking about freedoms today. And specifically, we are going to be talking about religious freedom, something that I have a very stronghold to because I am a Christian. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and he rose on the third day and he's going to come back again and save us from this world even though that it is something beautiful. Life is something that is beautiful. We have seen over and over again, especially since 2020, that life is just getting difficult and not saying that don't settle for what is difficult, don't settle for that, rise above it, but it is something that we are having to face. It is something that we are having to deal with. So again, we are going to be talking about religious freedom. We are going to kind of go into depth of different stories of how people have face persecution from either the government, from their classmates, from a university, different things like that. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to go in depth of what's our response to this. And are we supposed to just sit here and let it happen? Or is there actually something we can do about it? So let's hop into today's discussion. I want to start off today's discussion by reading Matthew 5, 10 through 12. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you, persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. As we discuss difficult things today, I want you to keep this verse in mind because even though we are going to come face to face with persecution, hard times, sorrow, pain, all the above, while we live on this earth, God promises something better and that is eternal life with him if we believe that he is our savior. I just want you to remember that as you go through your day-to-day -day life, that you are not alone and that God is right by your side. And also remember that he is coming back to take his people home. So don't forget that and let's get on to today's discussion. The first thought that comes to my head when I think of religious freedom and those who have battled cases because of what they said because of their beliefs the first thought that I come to is the organization called First Liberty. And I encourage you, if you have not yet followed them on Instagram, to totally do that. They have a lot of really good information that you can probably use from day to day. They are also a really good source if you find yourself having to battle a legal um, case due to your beliefs. And this could go as something as simple as bringing a Bible to school or as big as a university persecuting you because of what you said in a graduation speech. Just in an article wrote last year, they said that the greatest threat to America is not the COVID-19 virus. And they also um, give their condolences to those who have died because of it. But then they go on to say the most imminent danger to our republic is the overreach of government power especially during a crisis, and then it goes on to say, our nation faces a fatal risk when government takes action to violate our fundamental freedoms, leading us down the road of tyranny to the erosion of our constitutional system. The reason why I pointed this out is because this is why we are having to talk about this. This is why we are having to talk about religious freedom, is because it is being attacked. 
It is not something that is on the back burner. It is something that is front news headlines. And because the media makes sure that things like this does not make headlines, it is something that is going on, but people just don't know about it. Just like last week when someone asked one of my friends if they could bring a Bible to school. And this, let me tell you, is a public school. This is something that students just do not know. I want to make a comment that nothing a student can do at school talking about religious freedom can get them into trouble. Yes, they might be called out for it, but in the end, they can't prosecute you and they can't do anything to you because you said something of religious matter. On the other hand, it is very different for teachers, and we might go in to discuss that a little bit more if you're interested, but it is very different from a student to a teacher what you're allowed to do. As a student, let me make this clear. If you are a student and you're listening to this, I want you to know that you can wear your cross necklace to school. You can bring your Bible to school. You can pray whenever you want to at school, as long as it doesn't interfere with your education, like during class. And even then, we all know that you can say a prayer in your head and it delivers to Jesus, right? Like it's not something that is getting in the way. So to make it clear, you can do different things like that. You can um, start a Bible club at school. There are specific rules that you have to follow, but you can have that. The beginning of talking about religious freedom is to make sure people know that it is there. You can do things to show your faith and not get in trouble for it. But to go back to what First Liberty said, the greatest threat to America is not the COVID-19 virus. I believe that tyranny has been, um, introduced to our country and like the one of our founding fathers and the third u.s president jefferson said freedom is lost gradually from uninterested uninformed and uninvolved people i have a theory that some of these things are coming up in today's times because people are just uninterested and that's not always a bad thing because we're unaware of it we're unaware that we're uninterested and i know that probably sounds crazy let me give you an example for people who have had a successful career who have money who are starting a family you are interested in that in that moment, right? You're not focusing on persecuted religious freedom. You're focused on uh, painting your house or something like that. Like you're more interested in your life and that's fine. But it is something that we have to be informed of that there are going to be uninterested people and then there's also people who are just uninformed because I know this for a fact until I started following people like Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk I didn't have those things in my feed it is something that media does very secretly and very um uh sneakily is that they put things in your feed so that it's showing you what the media wants you to see and not what you want to see. And to further this, if you want further information about how I know this, go watch The Social Dilemma. It is something that changed my life forever and I very much highly recommend it. It is a document drama series or a film that um, goes through how the media is designed 
to nurture that addiction that you have to your cell phone. It is not something that comes out of the blue. It is manufactured. And so I want you to go watch that if you don't believe what I'm saying is true, and that's totally fine. But it is something that will flip your world upside down. It will change you from the way you look at your social media to the way you look at your phone. Go watch it. Trust me. As we continue to discuss this topic, because this is a biblically-based podcast, let's talk about how it affected people back in the time of the Roman Empire. So, the struggle of religious liberty has been present since the time of the Roman Empire, and probably even before that, but by looking at how the ancient Christian world relates to the failures of our interference and personal religious beliefs, um, let's say in the name of equality, um, we watch America become even closer to the brink of moral collapse and prejudice because and prejudice against religion because even more institutionalized one question always surfaces how can we stop this in all honesty i have come to the realization that we cannot stop persecution it's just something that happens because of our human nature it is something that came into the world when we fell and sin came into the world but with that said when things like this happen, when you get a court case because of your religion or what you believe in or something that you said because of what you believe in, that does not mean to sit there like a sitting duck and wait for things to happen. You gotta fight and you gotta fight like nothing else matters because the world is watching you, especially things that came out like the um, battle against the cake maker where the... Um, same-sex attracted couple came in and they wanted a cake made for their wedding and he said no because it went against what he believed in and so different things like that or the girl who had a graduation speech and she said something about Jesus and it got flagged by her university and she had to go to court for it different stories like this help us understand that when things like this happen, when it becomes frontline media news, um, it is something that we can't stand and say no. We have to stand up because the world is watching, but also the world is watching our reaction, how we act towards those who are either helping us and those who have brought the charges against us. So make sure that if this ever happens to you or someone you know, Make sure to keep that mentality that, yes, this is something I need to fight for because I have those religious freedoms. I am lucky enough to have those religious freedoms, even though a lot of people do not. It is something that I need to be fighting for because my generation wants to have those freedoms, and I want my generation, the next generation, to have those freedoms. So we are going to fight for this, but also treat them with humility because that is something that Jesus would do and as Christians we are to be in, as Christians we are to example that we are supposed to live our lives after the way of Jesus so even though you are going to be fighting that fight love your enemies face it with humility and pray that God will give you a spirit of meekness and that of a fighting spirit at the same time. So this is something that we are going to have to be facing.
especially my generation as we go into college as in a few years we are going to be giving our graduation speeches and something that even though I go to a private school it is something that even there could get flagged you never know friends you never know because we are living in a time where anything can be censored anything can be taken away because they don't like it so this is what my end goal is serve the lord with your lifestyle and repercussions that come later god will help you deal with so do not back down from living your life for the Lord, because that is ultimately number one. God should be number one. And then if something happens after that, know that he is on your side. One thing that we have been witnessing as a religious persecution is the burning of Bibles. And something that I want to talk about, we saw this perpetrated by the Nazis in the 1930s, and it was taking place in the apparent godless streets of Portland, Oregon. So we see this happen in our day and age, but we also saw it with the Nazis in the 1930s, something that we need to be making sure we know history, and then also tying it together as something that our culture needs to change. This is not something that we want to continue happening. So from, new, from dozens of news stories from August 1st, repeated a claim from a Malaysia-based journalist that a stack of Bibles had been consumed in a bonfire built by protesters in the middle of the streets in Portland, Oregon. So that was the news headline. People try to wish it away, like saying, oh, it didn't happen. Something that's really interesting is they pushed it on Russian propaganda, which I have no idea what that has to do with burning of Bibles, but that is something that they came up with to tell the public. So something that I think the reason why it happened, and also other people believe this too, is that they burned the Bibles because of racism, police brutality, and fascism. But in that meaning, they are burning the truth, the Holy Bible. They're burning that. And even though they feel and even though they feel like it's a justified um, example, it is something that shouldn't be tolerated, especially in a country where we are founded on biblical principle. And so even though they are mad because of hearsay racism, police brutality, and fascism, it is not okay to be burning Bibles. And I think people need to be stepping up when that happens. And I encourage our leaders in Washington, even though we have seen over and over again that people are just stumbling in Washington. Washington is not a place to be. But I am hoping and I'm praying, I pray every single day for someone to rise up and be above what the standard of politics is. And I hope that leaders would rise up. I know there are some. There is Governor DeSantis, um, who is on the ball when it comes to fighting different things. And he has made things work. And he is a prime example of why, if you work hard enough and if you care enough, and if you want to push it harder and harder, it is going to happen. And I am a firm believer in that. I believe that if you want to be the best at basketball, then you push at it, you push at it, you push at it until you become the best. And it is something that in life, 
you have to be willing to push forward and forward and forward until your outcome comes to the way you want it to be. It is it is something that, yes, God is giving you the ability to do that. And yes, he is going to be at your side helping you push you forward. But at the same time, it takes effort on your side. It takes effort to want to know what is right, to know what is right, and then also making the movement of pushing things forward so that the right outcome comes. Something that we can do is email our leaders. Email them over and over again until it becomes annoying that they probably will read it. And something that I suggest is putting it in the first sentence because they say they are busy people. And I probably agree with that, that they are busy people doing probably the wrong thing, but they are busy people. So if you email them, don't give them a long intro. Say it right off the bat so they can read it and they will be... So at that point, they have read it and they understand what the people want. And at that point, they can choose to either deny what the public wants or they can move forward and do what is right. So that is my stance on burning Bibles. It is not okay. It shouldn't happen. And people need to rise up and stand against it. Even though America hasn't come to the extent that most people like missionaries who travel around the world have faced in persecution terms, it happens and I want to talk about different things that are happening that are probably not evident that have to do with religious freedom and something that we have talked about before and it's abortion something that Catholics uh, strongly believe and Christians should strongly believe but for some reason we don't is abortion is wrong because it is the murdering of a human life And so that is something that goes against our beliefs and something that we fight for on a daily basis. I know so many loving Christians who are fighting on a daily basis and not just Christians, but uh, Jews and Catholics and any denomination, any religion, they are fighting on the basis of keeping human life forms. So that is something abortion is something you can get involved in being pro-life and getting different organizations i know that if you follow me on instagram you can click on my pro-life uh save stories and i have resources and places you can go do the walk for life raise for the walk for life and those funds go to funding women who are in a situation where they want to have an abortion but not fully because they have been talked into it by Planned Parenthood, and then also they don't have the means to take care of that baby. So those organizations go in and they buy different things. They support that woman, uh, those women through their pregnancy and beyond, and it's a beautiful uh, process. And so that is something. And then also adoption. We're seeing same-sex uh, same attracted couples um, want to adopt, and it is something that is their right. They can do that, but on the other hand, we know that God designed the homes for a man and a woman as a family. Um, he made man and woman in his image, and so we know by that that a child needs 
that family structure. The quote-unquote nuclear family that the left calls us is being destructed and it is something that is being torn apart day by day especially when adoptions like this is happening when they adopt kids into their family and they are being introduced to a different way of life that that multiple generations in the past have lived with and so that is something to be aware of and then also the God's Not Dead movie, I think it was the second one, talked about religious freedom in churches, about sermons. That is something that we might see going into another year of the Biden presidency. We might have censored sermons. And something that I learned in America is that we are getting watered down so much by our churches because our pastors don't want to rise up and talk talk about the hard stuff and so if you know a pastor i encourage you to encourage them to talk about the hard stuff because our congregations even though we might be offended by it yes we need it so much especially right now to say hey this is wrong abortion is wrong um a man and a woman is a couple. That's how God made marriage. And so we need sermons like that. We don't need watered down sermons. And then lastly, Christian students on campus, especially in universities, that is something to be aware of. If you are going to a state college, but also I want to emphasize that even if you go to a Christian college, you might have to be aware that your Religious freedoms might be tested, and that is something you are going to have to be able to rise above and say, no, I'm not going to back down to this. Even though you are in college, you are young, and you still want your freedoms, that is something that you might encounter. So to wrap up, I just want to say that religious liberty is something we should hold dear because a lot of people around the world in different countries do not have the same freedoms that we do and that is why at the beginning i am so thankful for those who have given their lives so that we can have these freedoms because we should think about that on a daily basis whenever we're fighting against these things whenever we're faced with these challenges we should remember them because they ultimately what they did is fight for our country and so in return we should be on fire for making change happen if it is going to go in the direction that we are seeing America go into. So let's be on fire for different things and when I say this you don't have to do something big to make a difference. You can start small by talking to your kids about what religious freedom looks like and how they can express it in their own schools and so that is something we can do. Another thing you can do is go out and practice your religious freedom. Go out and do the walk for life. Practice those things so that the community knows that this is not something we are backing down from and it is something that God is going to continue to move in miraculous ways in our country even though we don't want him to. Our country has denied Christ so many times to count but we as Christians are going to continue to stay on fire for him. And so let's show them that this is something that we are passionate about. This is something that we are going to continue to fight for because we know that he died on the cross for our sins and that he is the one who can save us from our brokenness. And so let's go out into our communities first. But then also if you have connections 
talk to leaders in either your local government or government higher than that. We cannot make changes individually. We need groups. We need people. We need to have connections so that we can reach out and say, hey, this is what we believe and this is what we want the outcome to be. And so with that said, I encourage you to pray about it. I'm praying on a daily basis for leaders to stand up, for people to not be afraid to share what they believe. And so I pray for you. I pray that God would strengthen you on a daily basis as you walk through this life. And I pray that he would comfort you through the challenges. And I hope that this is a renewal of a back-in-your-head reminder that we should continue to fight for these things. And so with that said, I'll be praying for you. I hope that you have a great week. I hope this put you on fire a little bit. It put me on fire, and I'm now going to go out and see what I can do, people I can connect with. And so I hope you do the same. I wish you a very good week, and I will see you on Thursday.